0: You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi, and welcome to episode 18 of the 515 Podcast. This is Jason Priestmar here with John Wayne McMahon. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? I am splendid. That's awesome. Uh, we're, of course, um, getting ready for this big hurricane that's sneaking up on us right now. Here comes Harvey. So Harvey Dent. <laughs> Harvey Dent. I don't know where to go from this. <laughs> Um, if you're just joining us, we're on week two of the new uh, sermon series here at KUMC called At The Door, um, and this is our, of course, second 515 podcast in that series. Last week, we talked about um, an invitation to the front porch, kind of come and see where we really, and, and Jesus did first, so we're doing like that, but yeah. we're we're inviting people to come and see what we're all about and, right. and what we have to offer. Right. um and then this week uh, we're kind of still continuing on that front porch metaphor which I'll let you get into further yeah but we're talking about hospitality and uh what the look that looks like and why that's important yeah so let me let me hand it off to you and and let you uh, pick it up from here
1: perfect well a couple of things first uh, we'll, we'll have a special guest on in this episode we're gonna um Clint Wiley is going to come on and share with us a little bit of what what he's experienced this summer. I think that this will coincide with some of this conversation as well, but we're excited to have Clint on in just a little bit. Um, but also with this series, you know, the, the first week with the Come and See invitation, and then the second week with hospitality and what the hospitality of the front porch is. Now, the reason why we say front porch is this, this series is about opening the door to salvation, about helping others if we've already experienced that Mm -hmm. helping others to put their hand on the latch or the doorknob and walk through into this transformational life this relationship with christ where i'm brought into his family and what that looks like and so um it's not necessarily the invitation to the front porch of kingwood united methodist church it's not necessarily just a come and see what it looks like to be a member of this church it's more in general a come and see what it looks like to be part of a community that's been changed by Christ. Yeah. And so while I really want, I really do feel confident that Kingwood United Methodist is a great place for us to invite people to. Um, I want to challenge our our um, our listeners, our members, um, to look for opportunities to invite people into experience hospitality everywhere that they are in mm-hmm. their homes and now of course that crosses into being part of what we do here at the church because that's where community is taking place but i just want you to look at that more generally this week we looked at some of the opportunities we have for hospitality which take place throughout our community in some uh, really big ways and i just i think i think this week is more about seeing people And, like, really getting to know folks and slowing down enough uh, to learn the name of your grocery store clerk. Yeah. Can you imagine when you walk in the door uh, to the grocery store today, and I'm sure some of y'all have to go get supplies, and how chaotic it is and probably how much of a crummy day some of those uh, clerks have had.
0: And it's, like, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. You never see that many people there. Right. Both working and for shopping yeah and and you have to think these some people are on they're on their day off right right (laughs) and they're putting up with just crazy conditions yeah
1: probably some pretty grumpy people too um and it's probably been tough days and just imagine the impact of slowing down enough to like to to look at the name tag of the person you're standing with Mm -hmm. and, and call them by name and and make them feel uh valued even for a couple minutes and so We talked about this this past week uh, based on the the Luke chapter 19, the the familiar story of Jesus meeting Zacchaeus and inviting himself into Zacchaeus' house, which is an interesting (laughs) twist on hospitality. Um, But it was a really radical movement because Jesus, as a, uh, air quotes, uh, pious Jew Mm -hmm. teacher, would never step foot into someone's house like this, but we see with Jesus, he flips the script, and he goes into um, sinners' homes, he goes into tax collectors' homes, he's eating with people that most society wouldn't. And so it's a calling for us in the church to look for radical opportunities to show hospitality. And sometimes it means loving and seeing people and hanging out with folks that aren't very lovable, um are or are not as is uh easy to bring into our community mm-hmm. and so um that's kind of where we're at uh, and i'm thinking of like ways that we did this at, we've done this at kingwood we've seen it in many different ways um, one of the one of the stories that i love is we, we recently rebranded everything here jason and you would know that our new website and um, we went through this communication strategy rebranding, and we used a consultant. This consultant actually um, just wrote a book, which was like top ten on on bestsellers, uh-huh. uh, Amazon bestsellers list. I mean, great. And he references Kingwood, so we're Whoa. yeah, so we're popular. <laughs> cool. uh, but this guy, what he did was when we hired him, he came on our campus secretly. Uh-huh. He planned a secret visit, so he does with all his churches oh. where he can poke his head around and. And see how well we welcome folks right. and what the church looks like without us knowing he's there and you know putting on our best face like right. when you have company over <laughs> oh, yeah. we clean up everything really quick and so he was trying to see what was going on and, and one of our ladies one of our the members of our church like met him yeah. and dragged him everywhere <laughs> took him to her Sunday school class like introduced him to everyone I mean he was stuck the entire time uh, and so so it was an incredible experience where he's st- when uh, I went to a conference where he was speaking at in Washington D.C. He asked us to come and speak as one of his vendors, oh, cool. um, and he shared that story uh-huh. with a bunch of church leaders about the hospitality that he found when he walked into King William United Methodist. And so, it's really neat. It's a cool story. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. you've had you were telling me about a story that you uh, you've experienced some hospitality in a church. Tell us a little bit
0: about that. Yeah, so uh, a couple years ago when we had some just kind of crazy upheaval in our lives because of my job and outsourcing and stuff like that, I actually had to take a position out of state. Um, And it was bad enough because there's no Mexican food up there worth worth talking about. Gosh. So compound on top of that, I was up there by myself in Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. um, for three months, uh, a good chunk of the year. Um, And when I first got there, I, I knew that I needed to do something Constructive with my life, uh, and not just sit on my in my apartment or hotel room playing Xbox, which I had plenty of. But (laughs) I'm like, this is the bad thing. I need to do something better than this. Yeah, there's got to be more to life or something, right? (laughs) Um, so I I went online and I looked for Methodist churches Mm because I've been in Methodist my whole life. I grew up deep in the church. We talked about it a couple times here. So there were two up there and i picked one based on i think the quality quality of the webpage page, out the webpage uh, and how active it was how you know mm-hmm. and um so i said okay this is, i'm gonna go here if, if it doesn't work i've got an, a fallback you know option and i walked in and almost immediately i mean there were some people as between services they were out eating donuts and drinking coffee talking amongst themselves one of the members approached me and introduced her name was judy i don't don't know her last name because yeah. i'm horrible with names but yeah i'll get back to that because they're great with it uh and she talked she asked me questions asked me about my family and like oh are they coming up here soon i'd love to meet them and all these cool. the typical stuff it was great and then they introduced me to the preacher they flagged him down he was going from one service to another he stopped Is this a actually, big church a little church <laughs> Medium. It's a, it's a, it was a, I think it's like a medium sized church, but they recently rebuilt a, they built a brand new building on a big chunk of land and they're really growing mm-hmm. and blossoming. Yeah. They had a creative, uh, a really cool um, contemporary space inside their sanctuary. It's yeah. really a, cool. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's worth looking at. So they, they pulled over and brought the preacher over and he was between services and, you know, he stopped and, and Judy introduced me and, um, he said, oh, Jason Priest, my okay. And he said, "My, repeated my name to me and just took a t- uh, an opportunity to talk to me for just a little while. And mm-hmm. I knew he was in a hurry, so that was so cool. Well, the next weekend, I had to come home and move my daughter into her dorm in college. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't at church that next weekend. But when I went back up there the second week and walked in and kind of ran into some different people drinking coffee and eating donuts, I bumped into him, the preacher, and he remembered my name. And most importantly, he said it right. <laughs> most people mispronounce Priestmar. Uh, uh, that's awesome. It's crazy, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy not only unprompted—I I didn't have to repeat it—he remembered my name, and, and that's cool. And he said it right. And we just had a great conversation. He said, "I'm glad you're back, and this is so great." So, for about three months, I was going up there, and each week they welcomed me and said, "You know, I'm glad you're here." And yeah, it was, it was just really cool. And and so think about this for for our listeners. Um, that sounds.
1: You know, in our head, when we're extending those kind of gestures, it seems pretty insignificant. Right. But it was not insignificant in your experience that weeks later you would share this or months later you would mm-hmm. share this uh, and what it was like for, for them to reach out and greet you. And so um, there's some things that I, I, I challenged us with Sunday, and I think they're important, is that ra- this, this kind of hospitality, really mm-hmm. radical hospitality that we see from Jesus— that we we've used these examples is that it's 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 exuberant, it's lavish, it's kind of over the top mm-hmm. hospitality. Um, not in like a really weird cheesy way, but it just it's it's genuine. it's something that yeah. someone like really wants to show that they're glad you're you're there. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the kind of hospitality that Jesus shows Zacchaeus. Um, that's the kind of hospitality that that God has shown us. Um, and that's the kind of hospitality that I think is important for us to, to show to others, which for whatever reason, we are just so slow to show it. I don't know what it is. So like yeah. I can get pulled in my shell or I can get too busy or I can miss those little key interactions. And so the, that's one of the things that we need to notice is that it's exuberant hospitality. It's thoughtful hospitality. The pastor remembered your name weeks mm-hmm. later. Uh, Jesus knew Zacchaeus' name, mm-hmm. calls him by oh, name yeah. when he calls him down from the tree. Um, so it's really thoughtful. It's meeting needs if needs are needy, like if there's something that needs to be met. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's really important. It's sacrificial, right? Hospitality is giving up time or giving up energy or. Um, if that pastor is flying to another service and yet he stops Mm -hmm. and he uh, puts everything going on in his head on pause to meet you and that meet that left an impact on you so true yeah um the sacrificial hospitality that that we can show even in our busy schedules uh at the restaurant we're eating lunch at to to stop and talk to the waiter or waitress um to interrupt our conversation at at the table whatever it is that kind of thing is is so important yeah. and then finally and this is the big one for me and and one we talked about sunday was it's not us versus them it's not like a a box i'm trying to check off like i'm gonna go and bless these people mm-hmm. right it's not um uh, hospitality is not it is me helping you because that means that you are on a place lower than i am right, right? right it's in a i am thankful and i genuinely want to get to know you because i believe that this relationship can be a two-way street where we both help each other and where we both have something to offer each other. And I think that's where hospitality becomes something completely transformed. Because listen, when I was waiting tables, I thought about using this example today. When I was waiting tables, which I did for a long time, mm-hmm. um, not there are some tables, maybe this wasn't true, but most <laughs> tables uh, would, would experience my best. They would experience this understanding that um, I was glad they were in my section, (laughs) right? right. And that whatever they wanted was what they were going to get. And I would put that on the forefront. But there were tables where I would walk into the kitchen and I would immediately look for someone to vent to about how much this table is driving me nuts, right? That's not genuine hospitality. Genuine hospitality is us... um, being so filled with the love of God that we want to sacrifice and genuinely meet people, mm-hmm. even if it
0: doesn't always benefit us directly. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, I've really experienced something over the past couple years. Probably coming from <laughs> coming back from my my uh, adventures outside of the state yeah. really opened my eyes and kind of made me realize what's what what's important to me and what I should be putting my intentions on my energies on. Um. And I found myself treating people, like in the service industry, totally different. Now, Mm -hmm. I I already, I had a similar kind of uh, experience. I used to be on a help desk for a while, you know, IT support. Right. And I took calls for my passwords locked out and just general mindless things. But I had this, just one interaction with this one guy. He would call me every morning. Like, first thing, as soon as I, like, turn on the, you know, I'm now, yeah, this office is open light. Right and my phone would ring, it would be this guy and he said you're just so nice to work with that I want to make sure I always get you so I call first before anybody else can get on wow, the phone. That's I was cool. like oh my gosh you're kidding me but but I found that that experience really affects the way that I treat people like when I have to call into customer support which you know no one likes doing that and you know you get the robots and the auto dial and stuff but eventually you get a human pe- person yeah. a human being i i I treat that person the way that I used to want to be, you know, treated. Mm-hmm. And um, I make sure that I don't get mad at them. or I don't get mad. I, I, you, know, you can be upset about the inconvenience or whatever, but don't take it out on the person on the phone because they're just they're doing their job, right? You know, and that's true in all aspects of life. and and, and I find I'm getting somewhere. I find that I am still carrying that, and it's getting better and stronger, and and I feel better about myself for doing, you know, behaving this way to people. Mm -hmm. Um, I go to this Chick-fil-A up front of Kingwood uh, sometimes. Yeah. Not as much as my wife thinks that I do, (laughs) Um, but once in a while. Not as much as my wife, I can promise you Yeah, right. I I go into the restaurant and every morning and say, you know, give her my order. And and she stopped me one day, and she said, you know what? I love it when you come in because you always have a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. And you make me you brighten my day. Oh, that's cool. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to. I'm just being yeah. who I am. Just trying to be nice, yeah. So I try and make sure that I always do that with anybody in the service industry. And it's funny because we went on vacation last week. And the whole family was in the car, and I was like, "We need to stop for breakfast." I'm like, "We're gonna go to Chick Fil A." Yeah. And Tracy's gonna be there, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and she So that's was. why
1: your wife thinks you go there all that's the time. That's right, because she goes.
0: You know her name, yeah. and she knows you. I'm like, "Yeah," but she I, I, she's just really good at her job. You know, it's not because I'm here every single day. That's awesome. But we we went to Tracy, and she was so friendly, and she gave my family. my Actually, my wife gave her a hug at the end of the road. Re- oh, the really? It was so cool, and she's like, "Can I?" pray over you guys on your trip yeah and i'm like oh my gosh that's so cool you know so yeah that was a great experience and the long story short is you know treat people nicely yeah and it's going to come back to you so many different yeah. ways it's well so two two thoughts and 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 then we'll get to clint we'll, we'll go, go to we'll join us in a second yeah
1: so one thought is you know I've shared this a couple of times that we, there's, there's science that shows us that we're these open loops right that even being in the same room with each other yeah. we can affect other people and so um, when I come home in a bad mood I without even saying anything to my wife I can change her countenance I can change uh, how she is I can bring her down mm-hmm. because I come in carrying this this ugly uh, with me you know what I mean and so uh, just a smile or the way you present yourself and the way that you're treating other people is is hospitality within itself and it has a true effect. Yeah. And the last thing I, I close Sunday morning, I close with this challenge. When it comes to hospitality, um, let's quit always being focused inward on our friends, like on the same people that are already a part of the community. Mm-hmm. This series at the door and this idea is that the hospitality of the front porch is always looking outward. And so I want us to be grounded in community with our people, but I want us constantly inviting folks to be a part of that. If our community is really so good, if our small group or our group of friends is really that um, transformative or that uplifting or that filling for us, then, man, let's invite someone else in to experience that. And so don't simply go out to eat with the same group all the time. Invite somebody else into that group. Or invite somebody into your household and and um, to see how you do life and how how things are going with you. And I think that that's part of what hospitality looks like as we sacrifice, as we are thoughtful, and as we spend time with them. Cool, makes sense. Sounds good. All right, well, let's get ready
0: for for Clint. Okay, we're back. We're joined by Clint Wiley this afternoon. He's the uh, pastor, student ministries here at Kingwood United Methodist Church. Clint, how are you doing this afternoon? It's good. It's a good afternoon. Uh, I'm glad you day. glad you could join us on short notice. We kind of uh, you made the mistake of calling John right before we started recording. I'm like, grab him. Yeah. Bring him it's over. Two here. weeks in a that row, row and some, <laughs>
1: suckered someone
0: into being with I us. I love having guests <laughs> because I can just sit back here yeah. and doze off a little bit. Well, hey, are the Wileys ready for Harvey? Man, I don't, I don't, I don't know if anybody can be ready for Harvey. We, uh, we don't even know what Harvey is. Yeah. You know, we're gonna have to form a community. Yeah, where everybody brings whatever water and, and snacks they have. Seriously, gonna come camp it's gonna be here. sad if you invite the McMahons right now.
2: No, seriously, our our refrigerator just died. We just got back from our trip to Colorado on oh, wow. vacation and it died while we were there. So we <laughs> so we already don't have any food. So if the if power goes out and there's no food, we're we're good. Yeah, you're oh,
1: yeah, you don't have to throw anything out. Yeah, that's, awesome. right. that's good. All right. Well, awesome. We wanted to invite Clint in because he's just on the back end of a long, um, crazy season. Uh, The summer's always a high point, but also very busy for the student ministry. Yeah. And he just... um, One one trip in particular that I wanted to talk to you about, Clint, is the... the, It's a new one. Y'all haven't done this before, but we have missionaries in the Czech Republic uh, that work with Young Life, and so... Um, you took a group to go um, serve them for, for a while. So tell us a little bit about that trip. Yeah, it's
2: cool. Um, so we, in, the, in our missions department here at the church, we, we recently kind of made a shift and started um, saying we want to really support, not just financially, but physically, the missionaries that we, mm-hmm. that we have. Um, and so uh, Ashley and Hansa Valishek, uh, Ashley came out of this church. Uh, she grew up in the youth group. And so has has a lot of uh, fondness for for this church. Uh, we got to go and, and serve them. They're the young life directors. Um, they're kind of an area director of um, ministry in, in Czech. And cool. Um, <clears throat> one thing I didn't know about about Czech Republic before um, kind of diving into this is that uh, it's it's ninety eight percent agnostic and atheist. Mm. Um, which is a, a really shocking number, but yeah, um, the culture is so so different there um, around the idea of Christianity, uh, partly because of the um, communism and mm-hmm. and all of that and their in their history. But um, <clears throat> only two percent Christian, um, and so wow. it's a it's a dramatic shift from from uh, American Christianity to mm-hmm. uh, to going to to Europe and seeing a very post Christian culture. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we went and um, helped them lead city camp. Um, so we taught English lessons to Czech students, to uh, kind of middle school Czech students. Um, and also did activities with them uh, as they also uh, brought in the gospel um, through English lessons and through,
1: um, through their club. Yeah, uh, activities. fun activities yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. I saw like one of your students up being a bull like being ridden or something as a yes. bull like a lot of fun stuff. The
2: golden bison. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, uh, probably didn't even know what was going on but just yeah totally. Just him, go
2: with it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. go with it. <laughs> well cool. It's for the kids.
0: Well, that's, well, that's awesome. Yeah one of the things Um, we, of course we're talking about hospitality because of the, the uh, sermon series we're yeah. on and one of the things John asked me was a, a moment where I was that I recall of great hospitality that kind of just really stuck with me, and I thought I would um, because again I'm trying to avoid a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna now take that same question and ask yeah. you, uh, do you. Can you give us a moment of of hospitality that really stands out? Hmm. Yeah,
2: uh, actually, there's when you're coming into a new country, and i I'll, I'll just tag on the same the same trip that we just went on um, when you're coming into a new country almost like stepping into a new church mm-hmm. um, there is a lot of uncertainty uh, when there's an, a culture that you don't uh, understand when there's um, people that you haven't met you don't know what what that language barrier is gonna look like um, there's a ton of uncertainty and so we brought a team of, uh, of seven people to Czech Republic um, into a culture where we had no idea, really, what to expect, um, <clears throat> and we step off the bus, and there's a team of of 15 Czech college students uh, with a huge banner that says "Welcome Americans," uh, and that and from from that moment on, um, our team felt accepted. Uh, even in the little things that they did, um, they showed us this, um, really. A courageous level of hospitality, a very, a very intentional level of hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd be talking in, 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 Czech in a little group, uh, and and one of our students would walk up to be part of it or just around the conversation, and immediately they would switch to English. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it was just a fascinating, um, really extreme display of hospitality. Out. Um, kinda to, to bring it back to the, the sermon series that we're in, like, um, how often are we talking um, in a group and somebody comes up and we remain talking in the yeah. group without yeah. ever bringing them That's into true. that yeah. conversation.
1: Or use an insider language
2: yeah. or yeah. something. Like, yeah. yeah, that insider language and, and mm-hmm. we don't switch to right to a, a foreign language for us. Yeah. So right. that we so that we can bring somebody else in. Yeah. Um, it has to be an intentional uh, switch for us. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes we we just keep going and right. how we're going, and, right. <laughs> and and never stop to think what it, what it, what it look like to include this person mm-hmm. yeah. in in this moment.
1: Yeah, it's good. I like that a lot. I mean, it it, it takes self awareness for hospitality, right? Just to yeah, um, be aware of of what I'm how I'm conducting myself, but then also being aware of my surroundings and aware of what's going on and being looking intentionally for for what's happening. I'm sure that the the check team. Um, prepared themselves for that opportunity and and knew that they wanted to look for these ways to make y'all feel comfortable In the same way we've got to look for those opportunities kind of prep ourselves and think about hey this person's new to this environment this person's new to the church or this person is just new to this group and so how can i make them feel the most welcome and and how can we work together to make this this person feel the most welcome That's well, and, cool. I, and
2: i'll tell you that i mean that that was a make or break, yeah, uh, for our experience in Czech. Mm-hmm. Um, our group loved it there.
1: Yeah,
2: um, but if we had felt outsider and excluded right. um, from the ministry that was happening there, and we yeah. were just outside looking in, there's that would have it would have changed dramatically our experience. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In Czech.
1: yeah. Yeah, I've been on those trips where it takes half the week to get kind of <laughs> yeah. in a groove, and that can be really a downer too. So that's cool. That's really neat. So um, last question about the Czech Republic. think, Tell us a little bit about what you learned. I mean, this may go back to the culture and what's happening, but what, what was the one or a couple of things that uh, Clint Wiley and the team kind of pulled out of this trip and, and you're going to hang on to for a while?
2: Yeah, we we get really comfortable... Here in America, where it's uh, such a vast majority, or even in Texas, Bible Belt Texas, a, a vast majority Christian, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's it's okay to be Christian. It's it's yeah. even uh, even popular to be Christian, um, and we look at we almost look at the the atheist uh, as the fool. Yeah. Um, how, how can you, what do you mean? There's no God. How can right. you not believe yeah. there's a God? Yeah. Um, but we experienced, uh, as we got to know these college students from Czech, um, who were passionately pursuing Christ. Um, some of them, who had just become Christians in the last year, tell their story about how friends and family looked at them like fools. Mm-hmm. Like how how could you think or believe that there's some God? Yeah. Uh, why are you following Christ? Uh, following this this weird uh, religion thing um, and they were ostracized by their own family uh, and so it was really interesting um, to see how that level of persecution led those students to such a passionate pursuit of Christ mm. yeah. um, they were all in there was no one foot in the door one foot out the door it was 100% because uh, it wasn't it wasn't quote unquote cool yeah. to be Christian yeah um, and so it just led to a really profound, really, um, really solid faith um, yeah. in them.
1: Yeah, that's really neat. Um, I think, like, you know, coming out of seminary, this is uh, what pastors read about and study about is this post-Christendom, this post-Christian mm-hmm. world that we supposedly live in. And, and yes, things have changed dramatically over the last several decades here in the United States. But they're still nowhere close to what, what y'all saw in the check. I mean, they're just nowhere close to it at Very all. Close, yeah. Um The one thing that I, that I hope that we grow in in the United States is that we um, grow more towards that deep, devout uh, faith, and maybe some of these challenges that are starting to form like what is completely formed in the check will help us to get there. Unfortunately, that's the hard way of going about it, right? Um, but it's really neat that y'all got to see some people following their faith passionately yeah. in a... In circumstances that make it difficult, and and I think that um, some of those pressures that happen in culture um, force us to really define what where we stand and and how we believe, and and that may be in our future, um, at least you know uh, incrementally uh, as we move forward. Yeah. So something to think about. That's really cool.
2: The, uh, the, the, yeah, one, I will say the one other thing that, that stood out, and it kind of goes along the same lines, is um, is the urgency of the gospel. Uh, yeah. I think our students got to see. Um, through these college students' testimony and also through interacting with students that hadn't heard the name of Jesus, um, <clears throat> how important it is to to share the gospel. I mean, everybody in their in their life knows at least the name of Jesus yeah. and has heard the story of Jesus and knows that he died on a cross yeah. and was raised from the dead. Yeah, and they might not internalize that and 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 make that part right. of, of who they are and part of their ethos, but um, but. We came in contact with with students who had never even heard Jesus.
1: Yeah, like um, never even heard the name. Heard like, the name yeah, Jesus. Yeah, um, which is,
2: which I think really rocked the world um, and and helped them to understand um, there is an there is a need for Jesus in this place. Yeah, um, and so uh, I think just really the urgency of the gospel resonated for them for maybe the first time in their lives.
0: Yeah, we just talked last week how. You know we just assume everybody here yeah assumptions we assume is either already a Christian or some other you know uh, you know Catholic or, or Protestant or whatever and it's the outliers like oh my gosh you know you're, you're not you're, you don't go to church or whatever yeah. that was that's weird for us so then go try and and put yourself in 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 Czech Republic or or even go back further to the beginnings of the church yeah. I mean, yeah. when Jesus was walking around doing all this, and then after he left, and people were like, who's Jesus? You know, maybe because they, they don't have oh, Twitter don't, or whatever. Yeah. That has to be kind of what you experienced <laughs> in the well, Czech Republic, even, you know? even in the, yeah, yeah, the
1: first church, the, the first yeah. the church is uh, radically bumping against what the Jews had believed for their entire lives. Yeah. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's a something really to think experience. About. Yeah. We'll take that. yeah. Awesome. Well, Clint, you've you've had a lot of stuff going on this summer, and to limit it to just a couple things is difficult. I mean, you've you've know, yeah, a you know, right. army, and uh,
2: I feel like I saw my kids about three times. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure your kids are are ready for you to slow down a little bit, and your family is. But um, one of the other co- really cool things that you do during the summer um, that you uh, partner with some of the churches here in the community. With something called Block Party, and so I think that's neat and worth sharing a little bit. Why don't you tell, tell us about the, what Block Party is?
2: Yeah, um, com- coming into Kingwood, I've, I've been here for five years now, um, and one of my visions and one of my hopes for this community is that um, we have so many different churches working tirelessly to, to serve the kingdom of God, um, and there's a few churches around um, that we've We've kind of bonded together mm-hmm. um, as leaders, just gotten together with the leaders here and there and have found similar vision and similar uh, ideals and similar ministry philosophies. Um, and we said, what would it look like for us to start doing student ministry together? Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our greatest resource is our human resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we started looking at it and saying, okay, w- when's a, a tangible, feasible time to do... This kind of ministry, um, and our busiest time is summer, and so we said, what does it look like for us to, to do programs together during the summer? Uh, one of the, the things that we all do is some kind of midweek program, Yeah. Um, and instead of all of us running an entire midweek program, what does it look like for us to bring our kids together in a time where kids are sporadic anyways, mm-hmm. uh, for us to bring our kids together and to, to share the, the ministry load, um, but also to, to help our students realize that we are the body of Christ. It's not a competition between this church or this church, yeah. uh, which I think we see yeah. in, in any, any kind of tight-knit community. Mm-hmm, there's, right. there's some level of competition, which is weird, between churches. Um, <clears throat> and so it's been a really cool thing, right? Uh, each week we gather together, We rotate different churches so uh, that host Um, as a host church, you take on a certain level of responsibility, and um, but we we never speak in our own our own venue, Um, and so um, it gives us an opportunity to um, to to do community together as as youth leaders, but also as as a community of 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 believers, and so that's awesome. um, Yeah, I. Last year was our first summer to do it, and um, all of us came out of summer a little bit more refreshed. Uh, yeah, and all of us, uh, all of us came out um, of summer saying, "You know what? We went into the fall with a greater student momentum than we've ever had before." Yeah, cool. Um, and so it's been cool to see it be a really life giving thing for the body of Christ um, to just do ministry together. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So um, I guess just just a last follow up question. So tell me about what like, why is that important for your students to um, get to know these students at other churches? Why has that been big for, I don't know, for church community to come together like that? And why is and specifically for your children or for your children for your students? (laughs) Why has that been big?
2: Yeah, you know I think I think we get um, we get so. Caught up in in the ident- identity that we are a member of, yeah, Kingwood United Methodist mm-hmm. Church, and that's that's my church, and that's my youth group, and that's a that's a beautiful thing to call something um, your home and your community, right? Um, but I think it's it's all it also can be um, detrimental when our eyes are so focused inward, yeah, um, that that we lose sight of the greater body of Christ. And so um, what I found pretty cool is that um, that these students, uh, and we make an intentional effort to never say, um, hey, who's here from KUMC? Right, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shout and holler. Yeah. Who's here from? Yeah, uh, And so we've made an intentional effort not to do that because um because we don't want it to be a competition between the of different who's, of who's, who's, who who's more, chairs, of yeah, who's, you know. who has who has the best group, who has the loudest group, uh-huh. who has the um, and so um, Who's got the best
1: student pastor, you yeah, don't want exactly, to make those right. competitions. Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so uh, so it's been cool to see yeah. see them uh, understand the body of Christ on a on a a more community wide mm-hmm. spectrum than just That's my church.
1: Well, I love that because uh I I from what I've seen um hanging out at church camps and stuff like that, some of the speaking opportunities I have is the way that the students mark themselves by identifying Mm with X, Y, or Z, right? That I'm on this team or I'm involved in this or this is what I'm doing. And sometimes we can get we can identify ourselves with things that are even okay, like a church community. But what we're missing is the greater body of Christ, that we're Christian first, that we're brothers and sisters first. Mm -hmm. And um, that's pretty cool to see the family expanded and and to see what God can do with his kingdom here. Because it's not just like little silos of the kingdom that exist all over the place. It's what God wants to do through his church, which is all of us. And so that's really neat. I love that. I love that. It sends a cool message. To our folks here at the church, and to the parents and adults, and what a great um, celebration of what God can do! Cool.
2: Well, yeah. it's and it's great just to to know that I'm that I'm in the trenches with some other yeah some other people who have my back right as a as a student pastor yeah have you,
0: have you already kind of uh, started talking about next summer and yeah together? we have
2: we actually have a meeting next week oh uh, cool. talk through that <laughs> that's cool and, and to talk through our uh, our winter retreat that we, that we do together yeah. um, to kind of come back oh, together cool. uh, wow. called unite. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think um, we've probably covered everything we need to cover today. Um, hoping that everyone is safe this weekend with Harvey. Yes. Um, we really, no one knows what's going on. So just know that I'm praying for all of y'all. We're all praying for you guys and praying that everyone's able to say, uh, stay safe. And um, maybe we'll see you Sunday morning. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Uh, but if not, stay safe out there. Please uh, remember that you can reach out to us and give us feedback at podcasts uh, at kingwoodumc.org, right? Podcast, at,
0: podcast plural, at, yeah.
1: Yeah, at, podcast <laughs> plural with an S at kingwoodumc.org. That's a way for you to give us feedback. Also, to ask questions following a Sunday morning sermon if you'd like to hear something that we uh, didn't get to cover or anything like that. Um, please check us out on social media at kingwoodumc.org. Um, and then uh, follow KUMC students and and check they, uh, out what they're doing. Okay? Yeah, you can see yeah. some of
0: that. Uh, yeah, love chalk that. paint fight that was going on. Yeah, color blast. Yeah,
2: party color blast.
0: I'm glad you could join us today. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah Clint, Enjoyed thanks it. for being it. here, Enjoyed man.
1: It. All right, thanks, guys. All right, talk to y'all later.